looking back at the best of Saturday racing from around the country and examining the major talking points of the day. This is Past the Post, brought to you by Archer Park Racing, taking racing ownership to the next level. Yes, I'm here. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Past the Post, Sunday, the 7th of January, coming off a big day at Aquas Park Gold Coast yesterday with a tab wave, host of other feature races, and we're going to dive deep into the big nine race card throughout the morning. We'll also look back at some of the features from Geelong yesterday. Of course, as you know, Archer Park Racing present past the post each week, and they have done so for nearly three years, and we often say go to the website, archerparkracing.com.au. I just want to just point something out this morning, though, and I think this is important. First up, congratulations to the Archer Park team with Defiant Spirit winning yesterday. He's been very good in only a handful of starts. But we often talk about buying horses with Archer Park. Buy big, buy small, do what you like. They take racing ownership to the next level, and they do. But yesterday, and probably more importantly or more significantly, next Saturday are big days for Archer Park Racing because they invest a lot into the Magic Millions yearling sales. So to do that, you need to get results. And the proofs are the making. So next Saturday, how good is this for Archer Park? They've got Golden Boom, first up in the syndicate. He's currently the pre-post favourite on tab fix, which is a great result. Potentially two runners in the guineas, Show Me Mercy and Defiant Spirit, providing he pulls up well. He'll go to the post next Saturday. They've got a runner in each of the debut races, Bank Book in the Phillies, King Spirit in the Colts and Gellings, and under the limit, way up at home, he'll qualify to run in the Country Cups. That's an outstanding result for Archer Park to have so many horses one of Queensland's biggest days of racing, and I think it goes to show that they buy the right horses, they find the right trainers who get them to where it counts next Saturday. Congratulations to the team, and we do thank them for their continuing support of Past the Post. I wonder if this man can enlighten me about anything. I wasn't there yesterday. Did you miss me? No, no I, I didn't. I knew you would. No, I didn't. Just before we kick off with talking about yesterday, just I think it's important just to give a, a little shout-out to Emily Pomfret and her family after a shocking incident, I've got to say, at Gatton last Thursday where, uh, you know, a, a horse fell on her and she was in a really bad way. There was really um, worrying signs there, really, and grave fears sort of held for her health. Um, and she's um, obviously still in hospital and, and got a fair way to go. But, look, we hate seeing that. Um but uh, we all have our fingers crossed for Emily's continued recovery. 100%. So we had nine races yesterday. This is the uh, the forerunner to, of course, the big day next Saturday, Magic Minions Day. Did you learn anything yesterday? Did you learn anything, I suppose, first of all, for next week? Yeah, I learnt that Arabian Summer can win next week. Uh, and it wasn't in one of my... What did I say last week? Oh, there was only a few of them. What, that a, great, what a great segue. Can you, you mind if I just, just uh, pause you there on that sure. thought? Because, of course... Our regular listeners, many of them, thousands, tens of thousands of them, you'll recall millions. last week. You'll, you'll recall last week that Ben said, "Look, I think it's a pretty skinny Magic Millions," and he nominated only three possible winning hopes. And I disagreed. I thought I thought it, it's a classy Magic Millions. So he nominated Storm Boy, the favourite. He nominated Straight Charge, the stablemate, and Parkour, who won it Ramwick last Saturday. I was walking from the studio to another venue in the city. During the mid-afternoon, I got a text what from someone. The, what was the venue? Oh, the, the bus stop, <laughs> yeah. and, and, which is near where I was going to. And uh, I got a text saying straight charges out of the, the Magic Millions. It's got a, a temperature. So that now reduces you to two winning chances, Storm Boy and Parkour, and if either of those don't win, 
you're taking me, and we've kept the tape, to a very nice restaurant where you'll also have to provide that bottle of wine that I've still been waiting for since Derby Day. So it's all building It's all building well, well for me and not too well for you. I think I should get a late sub- substitution. Don't I get another pick? No, no, no. <laughs> well, I had one come out. Hang on. And as I said to you off, off air, all those horses were there last week. So oh, look, I, they, I, they can't all of a sudden now become genuine Well, well I, must have, I must admit, I am slightly nervous now. But having said <laughs> that, parkour did beat... Uh, well, sorry, didn't beat. Uh, ran second to uh, Arabian Summer at Ballarat and then came out and won really impressively in Sydney. So I'm still happy to have that uh, get off and runner on my team. Fair enough. Time to make a start and we'll start with the biggest race of the day, the quarter of a million dollar tab wave for the three and four-year-olds over the 1,800 metres. And Zoe's promise that Chris Lee's visitor was the $3.30 favourite. Here's Mitch Manor's broadcast. Races on now. The Vows really putting it to sacred mission. Topping the lane, 350 to go. The Vows just in front. Now Zoe's Promise trying to squeeze in between runners. The run's not quite there yet. Arts Objects running on. Here's Encoder. No run, Zoe's Promise. Arts Object in front. Encoder about a half length away. Trying ever so hard. Arts Objects in front. It's a boil over in the wave. Arts Object. Arts Object beats Encoder. 80 grand got up for third and fourth in was Noah and Adil. Zoe's promised no luck next in. Then followed ultimate outcome. Tapple doodle doo. The vows didn't finish the race off. Madame Odette's sacred mission, old song. And towards the tail end, Chasen Anadi and Ivanov. Mitch said it was a boil over. Well, the price said so. $51. Ange Jones riding for Kurt Goldberg, who's now based himself at Aquas Park Gold Coast, a great result for the stable and uh, very timely as well. And I want to explore this story more. And Kurt Goldman is our first guest. Great to have him on past the post this morning. Kurt, good morning. And first of all, congratulations. Is Kurt there? Kurt, you there? Morning. How are you going? Yeah, good. Sorry about that. Congratulations. Uh, I backed this mare when she won a race at Doombin in June. I thought she was nearly a good thing that day. It was a midweek day, and Ange rode her. Um, since then, I've, I've watched her, and, and she's been going okay. I didn't think she could win yesterday, and I suppose the price reflects that. But reading the reports, you didn't, uh, you, you, you didn't sell out on her. You gave her some hope yesterday. Yeah, look, I, I guess, um, you know, as, as a trainer, you... you... You know, these, these things don't sort of just happen overnight. Um, you know, they're long-term plans. And um, she obviously she came up for that winter carnival and that, that race you actually speak about that she won back in, in June was was a, a, a run that she went to instead of heading towards an oak. She, she ran in the roses. Um, she just wasn't quite seeing the trip out. Back then, she was just still a little bit keen in her, in her races and... Um, you know, I deliberately spelled her and, and, and wanted to sort of be targeting this race sort of deeper into a preparation. Um, and look, I mean, it's, you know, was I, I, I wasn't overly confident yesterday. You obviously had to be respectful of some of those horses and, and realistically she should have been given them, you know, some of those horses 10 kilos on a ratings. But um, from what I've seen, uh, early days in, in in her track work and and some of her races, um, yeah, I, I knew that she had the ability there. It was just a matter of getting it out of her. And uh, Ange and I had, had a really good chat about potentially putting some some headgear on her, whether it be winkers, blinkers, visors. Um, uh, yeah, and we spoke about that very early in the preparation. 
Um, but it was just a matter of, you know, I just I just really wanted the horse to go to the races, learn to be a racehorse, mm. get fit naturally, and and you know, on on Grand Final day, I I wanted to have her there in in the best shape that I could and um, and have a performer the best, and, and fortunately we were able to see that. So yeah, I never never gave up hope. It sounds funny, Kurt, but for a fifty-one dollar chance during the run, she was almost never going to lose. Angela just gave her a, a supreme run, and also Zoe's promise, obviously the favourite. Uh, you know, couldn't get out for the length of the straight. So for a fifty-one dollar chance, it must have been a relatively easy watch for you. Yeah, look, it's, she's been a funny horse. If you if you go back and watch her her, her previous runs, she's looked like the winner at the at the four hundred in every race she's she's competed in, and. Part of the problem with her was was she was actually getting to the front too too soon and and too easily, um, and without the the head without the visors and, and blinkers on she was just waiting. Um, she'd hit the front and she'd wait for other horses to sort of go past them. But if you watch all of her replays, a hundred metres past the post, she was always going back past all those horses that overtook her in the straight. Um, so it, it it was just she was always just showing me signs that a she wanted the trip and and b she was going to be up to sort of running in the company that we were running her in. Um, I know some of the owners, you know, trying to convince me to sort of drop her back in grade and um, you know and and go for some easier races. But um, but I, she was just showing me too many signs that she was going to pop up one day and 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 win a good race like this. So um, yeah, I'm just glad. Obviously, like I said, we've managed to pull it off. Yeah, well, it speaks volumes about your your training ability to to you know maintain a path. You brought her up here, as you said, during the winter, and I think she ran in the roses, and then you didn't go to the Oaks. Yesterday was eighteen hundred metres, and it was a solidly run race. The time was particularly fast. Would you contemplate again going to a middle distance in a four year old term? Uh, look, I'm, I'm not sure where where we go to from here. Um, Obviously, there's the option to potentially back up next week and run in the sub-zero in the 2,200-metre race. Um, the way that she relaxed yesterday and, and, you know, was so strong through the line would suggest to me that she could potentially go out to that trip. But I've just got to be mindful that she's she's had a pretty taxing sort of preparation. Um, she's a mare that does very well in between runs. She recovers incredibly quickly after each race. Um, and puts on good condition. So you've got to sort of keep the work up to her. And, and she had three runs throughout December uh, to lead into yesterday, um, just to make sure that I, you know that she was fit enough to obviously be able to run out that strong 1800. But um, look, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I think potentially, uh, if she doesn't back up next week, she'll definitely go for for a break. Mm. Um, and then obviously, yeah, maybe maybe she'll sort of try and target that winter carnival again. And and uh, just sort of weigh up our options. But she's a well-bred mare. Um, so if, if I could potentially get her to some black types, she's going to be very, very valuable um, going to stud later in her career. Kurt, just for our, our listeners who probably aren't on top of it, just explain the situation regarding your stable. Have you made a, a full-time move from, from Goulburn to the Gold Coast or, or are you still uh, in between both places? And, and what's the future hold for you? Yeah, no, I... Um, so I've now obtained a Queensland trainer's licence. Um, I came up here sort of through winter and, um, you yeah, obviously the Gold Coast has sort of been a bit of a work in progress and I, I wanted to see uh, how that was sort of going to unfold. And um, I must say, I'm, you know, I'm just incredibly 
proud of sort of what they've been able to achieve. Um, I've been bringing horses to the Gold Coast for for over 10 years now, um, travelling horses up here through carnival times and, um, you know, seeing these new facilities and these new tracks and Navesh and his team that have just done a fantastic job, um, you know, it sort of it's given me the confidence to sort of want to bring bring myself here and, and, and base my, my business out of the Gold Coast. Um, and, yeah, it's definitely something that I'd, I'm just looking to build on in the future and, and um, start calling Queensland home. Let's talk more about you as well. Uh, I read a report that a significant point in your training career, you lost one of your main owners. Yeah, look, um, Mr. Carty uh, that I trained previously for, he um, he sort of recognised obviously early days when I when I first started training, I, I had quite a bit of success, and um, at the time I only had a small team of horses and and. Uh, he had his own training property and, and uh, team of horses and he was looking for a private trainer. So um, he approached me to, to be his trainer and uh, I spent 10 years uh, at his base in Goulburn and um, we shared some fantastic times together. You know, we had horses like Hellbent, Eckstein, um, you know, some really good group quality horses um, all based out of his property. And unfortunately uh, we lost Alan um, and, uh, and everything was sold up. The family didn't want to keep the, the farm running or the horses. And, um, you know, so that was obviously a big dent in my in my career. Um, being a private trainer for him, I'd, I didn't sort of have out, outside clients. So it's it's been a slow build back up to, um, you know, to get the horses in the stable and, and get the, the support of other, um, uh, you know, other, other owners and breeders. Um, but I've been very fortunate that over those years and having those good horses, I, I was able to build good relationships. And, um, you know, there's some people that have stuck solid with me and, and I can't thank them enough, really, because um, they've made this all possible. Yeah, exactly. So just on that, going down that path, tell us about this bodacious syndicate that races, races your, your winner yesterday. Yeah, look, I just had... Um, when Mr Carty had passed away, they had a dispersal sale online and... And as you'd expect, you know, I copped hundreds and hundreds of phone calls about each horse. And um, the manager of this syndicate, he, he previously owned a horse with me before I took up the private training position. And, and he'd always said that, he, you know, he was always going to support me later on down the track. And look, I think I gave him a list of, of three or four horses that, uh, when the sale went on that I said would be worth sort of bidding on and, and potentially buying. And um, he, he managed to buy this one. Um, and it, he just sort of put a group of a group of guys that he knows, and um, I was fortunate enough to to get a share in it myself as well. Um, uh, and yeah, so he just sort of basically both said wanted to, wanted to support me, and um, you know, like he, like I said, it was it was tough, you know, losing 20 horses out of your stable that all went online and got sold off to to other trainers and owners. Um, but, yeah, it was just nice to obviously uh, have the backing of a few people that wanted to continue to support me. Last question, an important one. Have you got a bang for the sales this week or not? <laughs> yeah, look, we've been out there doing a bit of legwork. Um, uh, and, and, I mean, she's the prime example. I managed to go to the sales and, and pick her up, uh, what, three years ago now for, um, you know, for what was, you know, obviously cheap at the time. Um but, yeah, I mean, the sales are obviously an exciting period. Um, 
but you've also got to be level-headed and, and you know, you've got to make sure you do your homework and um, if, if you're willing to do that, then these uh, good horses can slip through the cracks and, and uh, you can pick them up for a reasonable price and, and win some good races. What did you pay for it? Uh, I paid 100000 for it initially as a yearling. Okay. Well, a, a great return yesterday. Great to win by Art Subject. Great ride by Ange Jones. And your story is is uh, very interesting, and we appreciate you've shared it with us this morning. Good luck in the future, Kurt. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time. Kurt Goldman joining us. Still says Goldman as the trainer alongside of his name. We know it's now Gold Coast. Yeah, absolutely. Gee whiz, you couldn't get enough money on encoder there for a minute, could you? You just thought the, the Friedman horse was just going to go whooshka. Yeah, I, I reckon... Didn't. I reckon if you froze it at about where about the hundred meters, you'd say yeah, and and say what well, I, I was actually thinking. I was actually thinking we've got to interview Lee Freeman again tomorrow, and all of a sudden she she stuck to her guns. I I couldn't make her to win the race, and as I said, I've had a bit of time for her because I did back her in that race in Dooman. The funny part is, he didn't completely rule out the sub zero. I think twenty two hundred would be a bridge too far. But and I'll say this: in the market at the moment, if you wanted to back Art subject. She's at $101.26, and horses are ahead of her in the market that she beat comprehensively yesterday. The Val's $11, 80 grand, 15. Um, uh, another one there. Um, uh, yeah, so, so throw $2 on or $5 on it. Not the worst. Can I borrow $2? You can borrow ten dollars. Oh, wow, five dollars each way. Now, of course, the hard luck story of that race was clearly Zoe's promise. Uh, would she have won? She got beaten four lengths. It's hard to say she would have, but gee whiz. Um, it was a bad watch of the early Oh, straight, just trying it? to get... Tim Clark was there. He was desperately trying to get between two horses, create a bit of interference there, and, and just never got a clear look at him. So it's just a, a, you know, a ruin to run, really, for that horse. In Coda, very good in second. He's had, he's had a good summer carnival winning the Grand Prix. 80 grand, I thought, ran well. Beat a really low-class race at Eagle Farm, but I thought he performed above expectations in running third. But for most of these, it was their grand final yesterday. Not so as far as the two-year-olds are concerned. And, of course, we're now less than a week away from the Magic Millions, the $3 million Magic Millions at Aquas Park, Park Gold Coast next Saturday. The last two opportunities were the two two-year-old races earlier in the day yesterday. Let's have a listen now to the, the gold pill for the Phillies. And Arabian Summer was the favourite. Home bend now, 4.25, left the run. Mashani crowned narrowly from Merlin Miss. Arabian Summer now presents three out. Back to the inside, Mashani Ego. Then followed Territory Ash and next Mashani Express. 2.50 metres left the run. Arabian Summer moved up and struck the front here from Mashani Crown. Then Merlin Miss. They're lining up for the miners. But in the meantime, Arabian Summer's off and gone. Arabian Summer, too good in the gold pearl. Won it by almost three. Mashani Crown held second. Merlin Miss prominent for third with Territory Ash and then Mashani Express. Next in was She's a Chikatita, Mashani Ego and Aqua Tempo. Arabian Summer winning as expected yesterday, the $2.10 favourite and Harry Coffey riding for Tony and Calvin McAvoy. She was a $220,000 Magic Millions purchase and uh, went back to back. She won the, the Ballarat race comprehensively but she went to 1,100 metres yesterday and was comprehensive again. Great to have Tony McAvoy join us online. Tony, good morning. David, good morning. How are you? I'm well. You're at the Gold Coast. I am. I am. We're uh, we're looking for another sizzling filly. Yes. <laughs> well, sunlight was sizzling in 2018. Arabian summer. Can she be sizzling in 2024? One thing I'll put to you first: 
Um, and without any disrespect, there, there seemed to be a general consensus about this filly that she was she was quick and she was smart, but beyond a thousand metres could be an issue. When she won that race at Ballarat, I know, I know it was a thousand metres, but she was comprehensive that day. And yesterday went to eleven hundred, came off the speed. So, is she improving, or do we do we not respect her enough to begin with? Yeah, look, I think I was in that wagon as well, uh, David. About uh, everything I'd seen about her was just short and sharp and thousand metre running filly, and and um, and but but as you pointed out, Ballarat, she was so strong through the line, and then Harry Coffey said after the line. He, he still had so much horse trying to pull her up. Uh, he, he then said to me he'd have no worries about going further. And then uh, 1,100 yesterday, the, the, new, the new thing which we didn't expect and didn't plan for to be sitting third following the pace. Mm. But she just didn't jump as clean as Harry would have liked. And uh, so he decided just to take a sit. And, and while she was... Not completely comfortable there behind him when the pace sort of uh, the change of pace, and she didn't quite understand what to do, but accepted it, and and uh, and then quickened off it. So that that is a, another string to her bow going into a big high pressure contest next Saturday. Tony, one of the happiest men on course, apart from you and Kelvin, I think, was Barry Bowditch yesterday, who was delighted that the Ballarat Magic Millions form stood up because traditionally. It hasn't been much chop in terms of uh, a form reference for the Gold Coast two-year-old classic, but it looks like it could be this year, obviously, with Parkour, that uh, cult that the Godolphin cult that ran second to you that day coming out and winning so impressively in Sydney as well. Yeah, Ben, that's right. I mean, uh, it's been a great concept and, you know, uh, they tried to do it on the uh, right-hand leg and and that I don't think that quite worked. I mean, the Ballarat track, that home turn just wasn't very um, helpful for young horses to get around at speed, looking straight at the mounting yard where they uh, came out of. So to turn it back to uh, a left-handed race, I think was a very good move. And I think that's been the difference. I think people from, you know, it's so hard to come from down in this race with uh, how to get here and the difference climate. And then I think we all felt that gee, they didn't quite get around that on that leg well enough. Uh, is it worth bringing them up? Well, well, I think that was more uh, how the track was situated uh, on that leg. It, it didn't suit, and they they were smart enough to move it back to the left hand leg. And and uh, and this filly um, and she's proven, as you say, that that form line might be okay. And the seven-day backup going into the Magic Millions, I knew this anyway, but I spoke to your racing manager, Ryan, last week, and he said you've done even some extra research to show that that really is a winner. And it has obviously been with you before with Sunlight as well, going into the, the big race next week. Yeah, that's exactly right, Ben. But the, the key to that is you've got to have the right horse. I mean, uh, some horses can do it. And uh, this filly, uh, she, she's very tough. She just uh, pushes you out of the way to get to a feed. Uh, every challenge we've ever set her, even from when she was being educated, she just took each new challenge up with uh, excitement and uh, and uh, an achievement. So she, she's got the right attitude. We took her out for a little kick this morning and her feet barely touched the ground and she was squealing. And uh, so um, I think she is certainly the right article to be able to handle it. And, and as you saw, sunlight, like she had... Uh, 
she she um, had three runs in three weeks, effectively. She won at the Gold Coast. fortnight later, she won at the Gold Coast and then backed up into the millions and won. So three runs in three weeks, very few two-year-olds could do it. Very few two-year-old fillies could do it. But if you've got the right one, and I think we have this time as well, um, um, uh, it's achievable. It's such a good point you make on, on a broader front. Um, people like myself, we look at videos and look at form guides and... You know, we make a rule. We say, oh, this works. There's the statistics. But you make the good point. You're a horseman. Your son's a horseman as well. It's all about the animal, isn't it? And and you have to make that judgment as well that to say yay or nay, like a seven-day backup with a two-year-old. I mean, you've got them one day. Sometimes you haven't got them the next. But to make that judgment, I'm sure you're a very relieved man this morning when you watch her so bright, as bright as a button. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And... And I was very keen uh, with the new track as well, David. I, I was very keen for my horses here to have a feel of that track. It's a, it's a new surface. Mm. And so, um, uh, you know, she didn't have a saddle on her for eight days leading into yesterday uh, because she travelled and, and it's a long trip. We were three days on the road. And, and uh, so that gallop yesterday will really clean her up and uh, open, it opened her lungs up and... And uh, and it's uh, got all her endorphins going, and she'll just have a very cruisy week this week now, and she'll be ready to do what all the game next Saturday. Macca, generally in life, good things happen to to good people. Harry Coffey's a good person. Uh, you, extra, you explained to me yesterday he's a Group One horseman, but he's a Group One person as well. And isn't it great to see him getting an opportunity like this? And, and you've supported him very heavily the last um, six months. And of course, for the listeners who aren't aware. Um, you know his backstory is you know, a health battle, really. Um, you know it, it's 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 amazing. He's he's even able to to ride to the elite level, let alone ride so well. And it's just terrific that you're supporting him uh, in so many ways, Tony. Yeah, well, look. Uh, first thing in any walks of life, you've got to be a decent human being, and then people will get around you. And and Harry's certainly that. He's uh, from a great, solid stock of family, and. Uh, and uh, for, as you say, it's such a physical thing being a racehorse uh, to being a jockey to ride these racehorses, and and for him to be able to do it with that condition is incredibly uh, good. There'd be a lot of people laying around not uh, not being able to achieve what he's doing, and and uh, you know it's very easy for us trainers just to ring up and get the James McDonalds and the Karen McAvoys and the Hugh Bowmans, and uh, it's just a phone call really if you've got the right horse, but. But uh, Harry's been there and doing all the work, and he's just a horse, a horseman, and a, has got a lot of ability. And all he was lacking was the opportunity. And uh, I'm just very pleased and blessed that we've been able to give him the opportunity. And and uh, he'll ride these up here for us as well as uh, anyone else would, I can assure you. Well, we've discussed the Arabian Summer story. Any other McAvoy runners next Saturday? Um, I'll run Sunset Dreaming. Um, uh, David, we, we, she's a really good filly, this filly, and uh, we drew very poorly uh, yesterday, and we, I, I drew poorly in two races, and in the maiden we went forward, which was a disaster, and that didn't work at all. So when this filly drew badly in the race after, we went back, and that didn't work at all. Our horses really struggled to make ground uh, yesterday, and, and you sort of had to be in the forward half, and... And the barriers, barriers win and lose your races. So she seems fine. Uh, Harry said she felt strong under him, even though she didn't compete. 
Um, but uh, if I'm happy with her this week, she'll back up in the three-year-old uh, guineas. Just last one for me, Tony. What did you um, and Harry, for that matter, make of uh, the Gold Coast track? Because it was only the second time that new grass track's been, been seen in action. Obviously, you referenced uh, it seemed to be an advantage for most of the day to be up near the lead, but uh, the consensus seemed to be pretty good. No, I think they've done a great job. Uh, we, I walked it, Harry and I had a walk of it on Thursday night, and and we were very impressed with how it walked. Um, it, it, the camber's fantastic. The grass cover's fabulous. Uh, I put a little rise in it now. I thought I was at Ramwick there for a moment, uh, walking over the rise. But uh, but look, I, I think when it's once it settles, tracks tracks take a little while uh, to settle down, and people have got to work out how to use them. And uh, you know, I just thought with that rail position there yesterday, it just. Uh, it was a bit on pace. Um, I'm hopeful that they'll move the rail next week uh, and put the rail out, which will change the dynamic of the track and it might make it a bit uh, more even. But but uh, it's far too soon to be too critical of the track. But uh, I think they've done a great job and, and I think once it settles, um, you, you know, you've got a metro... You're going to have a metro, metropolitan facility there that... Uh, that um, uh, should be made metropolitan, I would have thought, uh, with uh, with how the Gold Coast racing is going. Tony, appreciate your time this morning. Good luck with the barrier draw, Tuesday. That's always important. That's another hurdle to overcome. But I'm sure wherever she draws, she'll acquit herself well with a good barrier. She, she, she's right there. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, David. Thanks, Ben. Here is Tony McAvoy joining us this morning. And I, I think Arabian Summer does need to draw well to be a real you know, top three, top four player. Uh, market reacted favourably to her yesterday. She was $11 in the morning. When she won, she went to 9 But then there was another wave of money that saw her into $8. So she's now with Parkour at $8. Of course, Stormboy sits there aloft at $2.50. The one that uh, did drift was Highness, initially second favourite, $5 out to 7 So obviously the performances of other horses um, reacted um, with, with market framers and... Uh, Highness went down the list a little. Um, it, was, it was interesting. I know uh, Macca said there you have to have the right horse to do it, but four out of the last seven Magic Millions winners have come through either, you know, it used to just be the one race, the, the two-year-old race that's now been split into different divisions, but they've raced the week before. Now, that's telling you something, I reckon, isn't it? it, it can, a, it can be done, and, and it can be very successfully done. Four out of the last seven, that's quite an incredible start. Yeah, but I, I, I do still take on board what he says, that uh, anyone can do it, anyone can do it, but you, you've got to have the, the horse then to, to complete the equation. She ran 13.15, actually slightly quicker time. Mr Producer, can we go to race two replay now? Is that possible with your nimble fingers? Let's have a listen to Spywire win the, the nugget. Spywire just from in the centre, Defiant Boom and three out Ballastier really applying the pressure to the other two as they top the straight. Four lengths away, Cosmic Fire and then follow Bo Dazzler. Spywire in front below the 300 metres mark. He saw off that challenge, trying hard in second, Defiant Boom. Bo Dazzler running on very late. Spywire in front, 100 metres left to run. Three lengths clear. Bo Dazzler runs to second, but it's all Spywire and off to next Saturday he goes. Bo- Spywire won it by three in the end to Bo Dazzler second and third in Defiant Boom then followed by Cosmic Fire Mashani Byrne and Ballastia Yes, Spywire uh, they were very generous with their, their market offerings on this horse, in the end he ran probably at the price he deserved to be, $1.45 and 
one accordingly. One three twenty eight the time, slightly slower than Arabian Summers, one three point one five. But Craig Williams riding the first of three winners for Craig yesterday, a riding treble. Of course, Joe Mac takes over next Saturday. Yeah, and uh, obviously Spy Wire in the same colours as Cool and Gatta, who won the race on uh, a couple of years ago. Interesting preparation. Everything went wrong, obviously, there at Wyong. Bit of a controversial loss there. And also just during the week with Spy Wire was ended for the, the trials, <clears throat> the special Magic Millions trials on the uh, Gold Coast course proper, the grass track, but obviously they were called off due to the 200 mils of rain we had earlier in the week, so they chose... Uh, to race instead. What did you make of that race? Yesterday's race. Well, do you, did you... I mean, you can look at the times, you can look at all sorts of things. Do you think Spywire... How, how do you assess Spywire's win against Arabian Summer's win? Well, I thought they were both very professional, but um, the opposition they beat is grades below what they'll contest next Saturday. And the fact that uh, Spywire, A, ran slightly slower time, but B... Um, I've got a, um, a significant doubt about Spywire at a strong 1,200 metres. I know Kieran Ma has said previously that he would like to have the horse ridden quietly or ridden you know, off the speed, and that may well present itself after the barrier draw on Tuesday, which is going to be vitally important. I mean, sound like a broken record. We say it every year, but it will be. You've got 16 runners, 16 two-year-olds lining up at the 1,200 metres. If you draw 14 or 15 or 16... You could be in some pain. I don't think Spywire can win the the Magic Millions just on that 1,200-metre doubt and what he beat yesterday. And I thought Highness beat him fairly and squarely. All that talk about controversial defeat at at Wyong. Highness ran him down, and I think Highness has got a good winning chance uh, in in the Millions. Interesting with Highness. um, I'm actually doing a story tomorrow. Tommy Berry obviously rides. Particularly significant week for Tommy Berry. It will be 10 years since his Mm. um, dearly departed Twin brother Nathan won the Magic Millions on unencumbered. So, um, yeah, big week for Tommy and very significant for a lot of reasons. I must say Bo Dazzler there, the runner-up from the Tony and Madison Sears table, opened, I think, $6, started $21, if you don't mind. I was never going to trouble the winner, but I thought ran well. He's off to the Caracas Millions now. Gee whiz, that, that horse shapes like a miler to me. I mean, potentially, I mean, I know it's a long way away, but a JJ Atkins type or something, I reckon. But they've got something to work with there. Let's just uh, sum up on the two-year-olds uh, because the, the market now is Stormboy $2.50, Spywire $6, Highness 7 Parkour and Arabian Summer both at 8 and then a gap to Wolfgang at 15 and then a gap further out after that. The Magic Millions three-year-old market unchanged from yesterday because there was no uh, performances that would affect that market. Uh, Christ Sayer and Sydney Bowler share the favouritism at $6, Sofrado right behind them at 7 abounding at 8 an infatuation 11 and royal tribute at $13. Let's turn our attention to the big maidens yesterday. We had two this time, one over the 1100 and one over the 1400. Let's firstly go to the 1100 metre maiden is the replay. Barassi the leader and a clear leader 500 metres left to run three lengths clear from Eris in second two back to Shenzhen Princess yielding ground Jin Soko five star Vixen then followed Pure Paradise next is Capital Chase Benita Queen and Payline get to the outside with plenty to do Barassi straightened up at the 300 metres mark two and a half lengths clear trying hard Eris then followed Pure Paradise Capital Chase Barassi's a mile in front 100 metres left to run five six clear Pure Paradise 
Price runs to second, but it's all Barassi. Barassi won it in a canter. Five lengths. Pure Paradise second. Paylines got up for third very late. Photo fourth. Heiress or Capital Chase. Then Shenzhen Princess. Next in Cryptic Sound. Find My Calm. Bonita Queen. Star Mage in Soko. Lizzie's Gem Assemble. And Five Star Vixen. I know it was a maiden. Yep, I know it was a maiden, but it was a quarter of a million dollar maiden. They don't come along too often. This horse won by a big margin and blew the clock away, running 11.8 for the 1100 metres. The track record there on the old track is 11.74. Hassan Eagle. I remember the day he won the last race there on a Magic Minions Day. But this performance was spectacular. Toby Edmonds is with us now, the co trainer of Barassi. Tony, good morning. Toby, good morning. Morning, Dave. How are you? Um, well, did you celebrate last night? You were entitled to. No. Why not? Well, it was a long day. We were in the last race, and by the time we got home and got tidied up and everything, it was sort of 7.30, so uh, still another week to go, so we thought we'd best go home and um, here have a clear head to get up this morning. I think Trent did. I didn't. I certainly didn't. <laughs> you were very emotional yesterday. Yeah. Get a bit like that, unfortunately. <laughs> why, why were you emotional? Oh, it's been a long road with this horse. Um, you know, and some really good owners of mine are in it, uh, uh, clients of ours, and, and I had a couple of cousins that bought into it. They were like their first horse, and, you know, every time I'd ring them, it was with bad news, and, and um, they were all there yesterday, and it was just one of those days, that's all. It's funny, Tony, isn't it? I mean, if you didn't know the backstory and you just watched the race, you would, uh, or read a newspaper report or something, you'd think five-year-old winning a maiden, oh, so what? But... The backstory is incredible, and you've always known that this guy has got huge talent. It was a three hundred thousand dollar buy, I think, and just everything's gone wrong the whole way. Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot, lot of stuff's happened to him. Unfortunately, it's sort of been um, not ma- not major stuff either. It's just been niggling little things that that have um, uh, set us back through the way. But anyway, on top of those now, and hopefully we can have a good couple of seasons with him. Along that timeline, it's a long timeline, along that timeline, was there ever a point where it got to a, a stage where you said, that's it, we can't, we're not going on? Uh, I was getting pretty close this time through, to be fair. Um, and, you know, I've got to thank, first of all, Johnny Walker, um, good mate of mine, is a vet out of Melbourne, who put me on to a farrier um, in Sydney from uh, that does Peter Snowden's work, Scotty Bryce, and... Um, Scotty's uh, been taking this care, care of this horse now for about six months, I think it is, and um, done a fantastic job with him. And I'm pretty confident that, you know, if that hadn't happened, I would have only had to say to the guys, you know, how, what do we do, you know? Do we, you know, end up going unraced, this poor thing, because he's, we just can't keep him sound. But anyway, um, thank God that happened, and, and uh, yeah, here we are today. It's probably a, a significant and emotional win for another reason too your, your, your training partnership obviously with your son Trent's about to wind up I, when does that wind up and, and when is Trent heading off to Pakenham and, and also I suppose for the listeners who aren't across it um, yeah. the horses that he will have to start with uh, how's that going to work out are they existing stable clients are you, are some some horses of that you're training partnership going to go down there how's it all sort of going to roll out no there's not much actually going going at the moment um, Trent's sort of got a few clients down south that I think he's going to he's going to kick off with. I'm not really 100% sure on what um, what he's got to start with, and I think he might have four or five or six or something. 
Um, but they're all new horses to him, I think. And um, no, all their horses will stay um, under under the Gold Coast umbrella and um, continue on as normal. I thought this was the most spectacular win of the day, and it's pretty easy to say by the margin that he achieved and the time that he ran. That was the maiden. I've got two questions here. The first, when you went to Doomit in that class one, and I spoke to you that morning on, on Wednesday Wisdom, we got to the races that day. He was run down and seems to be run down fairly and squarely. Did you leave the track disappointed that day? Yeah, I was, I was actually gutted, uh, to be fair. Um, one of the one of the clients that's in the horse, Peter Smith, you know, he was, you know, I'd said him, uh, I must have lost my marbles, to be fair. I, thought, I, I, just, or I can't understand how a horse like this could get beat in a race like that. And that's no disrespect to the, the horses that beat him either, you know. Um, I was just going there thinking... I've got a, I've got a horse that's shown me so much. Um, he'd have been clearly an open company horse by now if he was, if all this hadn't happened. And and um, I just thought it was a matter of going around. But you know, to be fair, um, he's beaten fair and square. And whatever, for what reason I don't know. Uh, even if he was three quarter fit, I thought he still could have handled them. And and um, obviously he did improve out of that run. But um, you seen what he can do yesterday. That was uh, that was more his fast horse. And I think, you know, you can sometimes you can ride him a bit pretty. Uh, although his sectional suggested the other day they were running along. But, um, well, you know, he's he's got a lot more speed than that if you want to use it. And, and I think if you be, be a little pretty on a horse like this, they, you know, let the others get into their comfort zone and... and um, yeah, so I was a bit mystified, to be fair. So, so, so the second part of the question is, or the second question is, wh- where does it, where do you set this horse for? What do you do with this horse now? Yeah, well, that's that's um, something I've got to sit down and work out with with a couple of the owners in it. I've got sort of a few things in my, my mind where I want to go, but um, well, tell us, come on. Okay, well, look, he's I've got he's, I've left him a cold for one reason that we thought. You know, if you look at his early trials, I think he had two trials before he went wrong. Um, um, we had a uh, we had a horse at that time trial behind him, ended up winning a Group Two race, I think it was, or ran, ran fourth in a Group Two. You know, so he was he, we, I thought he was of of Group level. So, you know, I don't think he's lost any of that dash. He, to, to my eyes, he's he's only going to get better, only going to get better as he gets fitter and, and learns learns what to do. So, I've got. 12 months to make a cold out of him. If I can, I can. If I can't, I can't. It's no stress. So, you know, we've got to head towards Sydney autumn or Melbourne Melbourne autumn or, or something like that onto the Brisbane winter. So we'll see what happens. Next week's obviously Magic Millions, the, the $14 million day. Uh, Alpine Edge, will we see him? And if so, in what race? And what other sort of ammunition are you likely to have for the day? Uh, he's our main one for that day. Uh, he runs in the cutest race, obviously. Um, Blake Shin rides on Saturday, so um, that's a good pick-up, and uh, he'll run into Robert Heathcote's horse, obviously, but, you know, we're sending for that race, and I loved his last uh, part of his race in the uh, foul one the other day, really strong through the line, and um, he he loves the Gold Coast, he'll run well here. Fair enough. Well, congratulations on yesterday. You still didn't tell me what actual race you are thinking about in the Sydney order with Barassi. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, that's right. Well, look, who knows? Let's think. Come on, just let's, tell us. Let, let, let's let's say our let's say our, our our goal is to get into an Everest. How's that? <laughs> well, that, but, but, exactly, exactly. No. What's what's wrong with saying that? What's wrong with speaking? No, there's, no, there's nothing. Well, I'll, I'll get 
I'll get pooed if it doesn't go no, right. You... But anyway, that, that's our that's that's a, that's a goal of mine. If I, if I can get in there, I think he's um I think he's got really good ability. So, uh, but he'll need to progress and and uh, show everyone they can do that. We took the long way to get there, but we got there in the end. Congratulations. <laughs> good on you, mate. Thank you very much, Tuck. There he is. Toby Evans joining us this morning. Unfortunately, the uh, one loser out of that race was Ryan Maloney. He couldn't ride yesterday, and Craig Williams picked up the ride, and see you later, Gator. Yeah, I think he's got... Uh, someone told me, I didn't confirm this, he might have kidney stones or gallstones or something along those lines. I think he had kidney stones... Uh, <laughs> had him a couple of weeks ago when he couldn't ride, so I suppose that they, they don't go away. But, look, this was a spectacular performance, as simple as that. Time is on the wing. You've been talking too long, Ben. I haven't said anything. I you, know. You've been gibbering. I've been discussing. <laughs> uh, now, the producers, you know, become a bit complacent. Producer, <laughs> let's go to race number six, the other maiden, and another bold front-running performance. Home corner, Vanquish tried to slip away here and did so. Two lengths clear from Lymero. Sea of Lights, El Magic, Dimitrov to the outside. Then followed by Solomon's Rule, Surreal AM and Rolling Rockheads the others. Vanquish well in front. 150 metres left to run. Three lengths clear. A wall chasing including Pasima out wider but it's Vanquished in front and Vanquished off and gone. Vanquish won the Magic Millions, made it one by three. Pasima second, Surreal AM third, Mark in fourth. Then Solomon's Rule and Rolling Rock. Casanova Man next in. Lymero Dimitrov didn't finish the race off in the end. GG Fee, Mega Fight, Sea of Lights, Chaser the King. Then followed El Magic, Mystic Mac, and towards the tail end, Meander, and Whiskey and Beer. Okay, Waterhouse and Adrian Bott combining here. Tim Clark riding. There was no uh, traffic issues here because Vanquish was out in front by himself, scorching away. And running a spectacular 120.82 for a maiden. Tell me the track's not fast. It's fast, all right. But, look, he is a $51 chance in the guineas. That's one stable that uh, are more than likely to, to back horses up that are fit and in form. He may go there next Saturday. Yeah, some chance. Just on an aside, the best thing I saw in the Gold Coast yesterday was Gay Waterhouse. Uh, with a big group of kids uh, riding ponies. They had a couple of little pony races, and the kids mm. just hung off her every word. Uh, she's an absolute national treasure guy, and it was great to see her there. We'll take a short break here on Past the Post. We're reviewing Tab Wave Day at Aquaspark Gold Coast. A couple of replays to come on the other side. You're listening to Radio Tab's Past the Post with David Fowler and Ben Dorries. Thanks for your company on Past the Post, brought to you by Archer Park Racing. You can go to that website, archerparkracing.com.au. You can uh, put up your expression of interest to be one of uh, the ones purchasing during the Magic Million sales, which commence, of course, next Tuesday. We're looking back at yesterday's racing, Tab Wave Race Day. The last two races were good races, big fields and big prize money in these rising stars races. Let's go to the Phillies and Mares division, race eight on the card, and here's the replay. Heroic miss, the leader at the 300 metres mark. Major fits into the clear if good enough. La Takir, Chili Philly coming out wider, then followed hell of an answer. Good finish coming up. Jun Quira hit the front 100 metres to go from Chili Philly out deeper. Jun is the one. Jun Quira too good late, one at two legs. Chili Philly second, Major fit third. Fourth, maybe heroic miss from SF90 and La Takia. Then followed by hell of an answer on point. Viander Chance, Sunset Dreaming next in. Further back, Mission of Love. Then followed Serena Sophia. Next in was Extessive. Viander Chance, Minari Magic, Fairway Star, Sizzling Gallon, She Mine, and one more, Shotgun Diva. 
This mare's got a sense of timing about her because, of course, it was 12 months ago that she won the three-year-old race so the Defiant Spirit won yesterday when J-Mac rode her and she was a, a short price favourite that day. Hasn't quite delivered in the last 12 months yesterday, but yesterday was only her ninth start. It was her third win. She was a $6 chance, the third leg of Craig Williams's riding treble for John O'Shea and listening to post-race... She may well back up at the Phillies and Mares race next Saturday. Yeah, some chance. Chilly Philly, the favourite, owned by co-owned by Billy Slater, I thought was okay, um, decent, uh, but was the winner was just too good. Now I've got a little bit of information for you, David. Mm. You're a Sydney bowler man, aren't you? Three-year-old guineas next week. I am. Someone told me you've pushed all in. Is that right? I am. Had the lot on. I had a sneaky chat to John O'Shea after this. Um, Tell me more. Yeah, sneaky chat. Uh, I'll summarise it for you this way. Sydney bowler draws a gate. Just wins. Ooh. Did he say that? Well, he didn't say just wins. I'm kind of making it. I'm, I'm elaborating. I'm sort of putting a little bit of tomato sauce on it. But put it this way, uh, he thinks beautiful sense of timing, uh, very, very talented horse. And if does draw a gate, will be very, very hard to beat. So, look, you might be, you know, smoking up the right tree there, I think. It might be something in that for you. You do gild the lily sometimes. No, no, well, I'm make, no, I'm not making that up. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, I had a quiet little <laughs> chat with him. He said, yes, very, 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 very good horse. Let's go to the rising stars for the, the males. The last race of the day, huge field here. And this race changed completion dramatically in the last few hops. The King's in front, 6.50 metres left to run. A length clear from Tarps in second. Two lengths away, let's go. Bro in third, Silence are fourth. Two back to Baroque Road. Then followed by Torquay T, standing order. Wow, it's Willy Wonka. Corf Castle, Storm the Fortress, Meridius. Shah of Goma, Lavish Empire, Boomshot. Warby's a mile back, likewise Daytona. And John Rambo's last. The King kicked away. 300 metres left to run. Two lengths in front. Baroque Road's running on from the back. And then followed, let's go, Bro. And next to standing order, the King's in front, 100 metres left to run. Let's go, bro. Standing orders, jumping up out of the ground. And look at Lavish Empire. Lavish Empire beats them all. Lavish Empire wins the last, beats standing order. Now third's close. Meridius, let's go, bro. Right up there too is the King. Not far away was Daytona and Storm the Fortress. Gee, that race changed complexion late. Warby next in, Baroque Road, John Rambo, Boomshot, Silent Zar, Tarbs, Talk IT, Wow, it's Willy Wonka, Shah of Goma and Corf Castle. Mark Newnham started off with this horse. Of course, he went to Hong Kong, so Peter and Paul Snowden took it over. A back marker, but a strong finisher, and uh, illustrated that yesterday. You would have thought it was a million to one on straightening, and actually defied that theory that the track's leaderish because this came from a mile back off a strong speed, but got the money with Josh Parr riding. Yeah, certainly did. Would have been ten million to one. I would have thought in, in the run there, incredible win. Now you wanted to make a point about times, didn't you? They the time recorded here is officially one thirteen eighty eight. That's supersonic time, and I mean surely. People would have sensed that when they saw it. The time is a second slower. It's actually about one fourteen point eight eight. So, and this at this stage will go down as a track record. And that's another point. The times off the previous track should be now yeah, irrelevant. Consigned, really, well, not, but, but consigned to the archives. This is a new track, a new beginning, new times. But it, they did not run one thirteen eighty eight in the last race. And yet another example of times being wrong in South East Queensland. Did you go and time it? Did you watch the replay time? I hand time every race. Yeah, there you go. 
You do, don't you? Sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> the only thing I timed yesterday was how many um, rum and cokes to have before I drove back because I just wanted to make sure I was under, under, under the limit. Only had a couple. Big week coming up. Press room's back tomorrow. We've had a, a few weeks break. We're back tomorrow. And, of course, then the big barrier draws on Tuesday. A big week overall coming up. Oh, it's just, as well. it's just tremendous. And, look, anyone who's anyone really in Australian racing will be on the Gold Coast this week for, for the sales and, and obviously those lucky enough to have a contender in the two- and three-year-old Magic Millions races. Good work, Ben. Thanks, David. Ben Dorries joining us this morning. Thanks for your company, as always. And uh, as Ben and I have said, big week coming up. Look forward to your company on Press Room tomorrow morning. Have a good day. Bye-bye.